Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. It is so interesting today that um, they did the song, It's Time to Do Something If Not us, then who? If not now, then when? Um, And I would suggest to you, not suggest, I would say strongly to you that the thing that we have to do is what no other people group on the earth can do. And that is pray. That's pray. Are you hearing me? When we start thinking about prayer, um, many times we ask questions. With all that's going on, will my prayers make a difference? Then we ask, uh, some ask, does anything really happen when I pray? You know, because it's one thing to have the look on your face as if you're vice president of the Holy of Holies. But it's another thing to have faith in your heart to know that when you pray, something's happening. And then we have people that really ask the question, do I need to be an expert prayer in order to be effective in prayer. And the truth of the matter is, our prayers are never for people in the sense of to impress people. And a lot of people that sound eloquent, they just sound eloquent. But when you start looking at the results of their prayers and the results of what's going on, many times uh, it's not there. And the truth of the matter is, God did not call us to impress people. He did call us to pray. So here is a truth-filled statement. The Lord wants to hear and act when you pray. Let me say it again. The Lord wants to hear and act when I pray. Say it with me. The Lord wants to hear and act when I pray. Now, I know that you may have those that you have high regard for in the area of prayer. You think that they are, you know, on top in terms of their spiritual walk and all this. But listen to me. Hear me. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you are a person of faith, he's, the Lord wants to hear and act 
when I pray. Say it with me. Second Chronicles chapter number seven. Very familiar passage. I'll start reading at verse number 12, and it demonstrates God's desire to hear and act when his people pray. Second Chronicles 7, verse number 12. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among the people, <clears throat> if If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to, the, to prayer made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. So we see in this particular text that the Lord wants to hear and act when we pray. Let's look at it. When we look at it, we see that the Lord wants to hear and act because of the person. The person prayed. In this text, it's King Solomon. When you look at Second Chronicles, the context is this. Solomon has just finished the building the temple. And in chapter 6, you'll see him praying a prayer of dedication for the temple. Interestingly, when you get to chapter number 7, verse 1, it says Solomon finished praying. Check this out. When Solomon finished praying in verse number 1, the text says that fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Now, we would be so excited about that, and you should be. 
because that was God saying to Solomon, Solomon, I'm giving you my approval. Because, listen, you have done something as a, basically that has been in my heart. It was in the heart of David to build it, but you have carried it out. And now I'm giving you my approval. My approval is my fire and my approval is my glory. So I'm letting you know right now, Solomon, that you have my approval. But God did not stop there. God not only gave him his approval, but he also gave him his appearance. Because when you look at verse number 12, then the Lord appeared to Solomon. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I thought the fire and the glory was enough. Hear this. There are times when we look for a particular thing and we stop looking and we're satisfied right there when God wants to do more. Hear what I'm saying? It's one thing to have the fire and the glory show up. But it's another thing to have God show up himself. And we cry out now, especially modern day, show me your glory. No, don't just show me the glory, show me you. And I understand the glory is the essence of who you are and all that, but the weightiness and all that. But the truth of the matter is, if he shows up, you got the glory. I mean, that's it. So he says, God wants to hear and act because of the person. He's saying, Solomon, I am pleased with what you've requested. So much so that I'm giving you my approval and I am giving you my appearance. Um, a few years back, I had the privilege, in fact, Dr. D and I had the privilege of going to a banquet and being seated by um, uh, former Ambassador Andrew Young. And he began to tell us about a situation that happened in Birmingham uh, when, during the Civil Rights Movement. He said um, that they were getting ready to put the dogs on them. But a group of the mothers of the church and some of the ministers got together and they start to pray. To the surprise of the police, the dog sat down. Don't tell me what prayer can't do. The Lord may not physically appear in your situation, but he will show up. You better recognize. I said he may not physically appear to you, but he will show up. Has anybody ever had God to show up? 
just when the enemy thought he had his had shot his best shot at you, just when you thought you were at your wit's end, God in the midst of who he is just showed up and did something just off the chain, off the charts, and you have to give him glory for it. You just sit there and you go, oh, Jesus. Oh, gee, I didn't know you are going to come through like that, but I'm so glad you did. Sometimes uh, I'm glad that he didn't answer, no, most of the time. No, all the time. I'm glad that he didn't answer my prayer like I want him answered. Because the truth of the matter is I put limitations on him. He can do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask think, or imagine. So hear me in this. God wants to hear and act because of the person. Here, in this case, it was Solomon. But the text doesn't stop there. God wants to also hear and act because of his people. Because of his people. When you look in verse number 13, he said, now when I shut up the heavens and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among the people. So you hear of these dire circumstances. Then he gives a qualifier. He says, if. When the circumstances turns unfavorable. If. Now, keep in mind, he's talking about circumstances now, not just for a person, but for his people, for the nation overall. And he says, this is what needs to happen. Keep in mind, he's talking to Solomon and he's saying, Solomon, this is what needs to happen. If all of these things begin to happen, the pestilence, the locusts, unfavorable circumstances, rioting, people driving over other folk. If my people, I didn't ask everybody. I ask a specific group to come up to the task at hand and get on and do your job. Look at somebody and say, do your job. Keep in mind, God wants to hear and act because of what? Because I pray. Come on, say it. God wants to hear and act because I pray. Say it again. God wants to hear and act because I pray. Listen, he wants to hear and act on behalf of a nation because you pray. Come on, say it again. God wants to hear and act because I pray. Say it again. God wants to hear and act because I pray. So listen to me. Don't you dare sell your prayer short. Don't you dare let anybody talk you out of praying because you don't pray like sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so. God wants to hear and act because 
I pray. Come on, say it again. God wants to hear and act because if is the qualifier. If. Oh, God. Samuel said this. He said, I will not sin against you by not praying. I'm not going to get to a place where I'm entering in the sin. So it looks to me that we have a responsibility. We are the righteous seed in the nation. You are the salt. Come on, say, we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. And so now he said, if my people... Check this out. My people, wherever they are, whenever they, whenever they are. So wherever you are, you're his people. You don't have to go into deep intercession, meaning, you know, to slap all on the desk and begin doing. You, got, you have to learn how to access God right where you are quickly because he's a right now on time prayer answering God. And he wants to hear you. Let's not just chime in the conversation with everybody else saying exactly what they say. Come on and put some Jesus in it. Bring God on the scene of the situation. I certainly appreciate the efforts in terms of that's going Toward making, for, for, toward the, to address the injustices that are happening. But the truth of the matter is this. We cannot simply address something and leave God out. You just cannot approach it from a legislative perspective. We need that. But the truth of the matter is you cannot legislate the heart of men. People are wicked because of the devil. He said, if my people who are called by my name, given the qualifiers to who these people are, then he began to say, look at the list. Look at the list. Let's look at, let's look at it. He said, first of all, if they would humble themselves, stop right there. Nobody is going to humble you. Humble yourself. Hear me. It just simply means, when you're talking about humbling yourself, the word simply means to bend the knee. Let me just say it as plain as I possibly can. It means saying, God, I don't have the answers. It's okay to tell God... I don't have the answers. Have you, have you ever faced situations where you say, I don't have the answers? Hear me. The proverb writer said it like this. He said, humility will precede honor, but pride goes, be- oh, y'all been reading the Bible, goes before a fall. So now, I, 
you and I make the determination whether we want to be honored or we want to fall. And the factor is this thing called humility. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, stop walking around like you have all the answers. Stop acting like you're the Mr. Answer Man on everything, Miss Answer Woman on everything. Except God gives you the insight and the wisdom. You don't know what to do. Even if you did it like that and it worked before, there is no guarantee if you do it again, it's going to work the same way. And so there has to be, folks, there has to be this humility on our part where we're saying, God, we don't know. The injustices that are happening, the things that we're facing today, yes, we are called to address them. Yes, we are called to make a change. Yes, we are called to make a difference. Yes. But let me say this. We have to humble ourselves before God. He said, if my people will humble themselves. And then he said, and pray. So he locked these two. When you look at it, humbling themselves and pray. So when you begin to pray, it is a form of humility. Because you're saying, God, you're greater than me. You're greater than me. Look at somebody and say, you don't have all the sense. God, you're greater than me. And when you, it means to entreat, it means to intercede, it means to make supplication. God, I'm calling out to you now. I don't know how we're going to fix this disrespectful, divided nation. We can't even have conversations now. We can't even talk to each other. We, we are so divided. We were at a conference this past week, and one of the, they used those two words, and I said, how appropriate. It's a spirit of division, and it's this whole spirit of disrespect. Respect me because I'm human. I'm, I'm, respect me because I'm human. One of the things uh, 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 we, we, we teach in, a, just in, a ma- in marriage conferences whenever we do them, for a man, you know, love is spelled respect. Don't tell me you love me and you don't respect me. Just anyway. Get out of my face with that. I just had to say it. I'm, I'm back. <clears throat> so now, he said, humble themselves and pray. Notice, he didn't stop there. He said then, seek my face. Seek my face. Seek there means to search out, to strive after. But listen to this. It's searching out and striving after in worship. It's seeking and striving after. It's times when you set intention, when you set apart time intentionally to go after God with all you have. And this is what I found out. There's some situations that hit your life that'll make you go after God. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh yeah, you sit there and you go, oh God, oh Lord. And so he says, this is what I need you to do. Humble yourselves, pray, and seek my face. Go on an intentional search. 
much for me. Now, um, and he says, seek the front part. Seek my face. Look at my expression. See what's going on with me. Sometimes, let me tell you this. Have you ever been somewhere and then you were, didn't know what was going on? You, you wanted to get a sense of what was going on. And then you look and you saw somebody's face who had some type of authority. And if they looked all right, it's good. You, you, you know what I'm saying? If, but if you see so-and-so panicking, then, you know, there's this, you, 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 you understand? Scripture tells us that God guides us by his eye. And this is the picture. The picture is at, at a dinner table, the servant would look at the master or the, the, the owner of the house to, to see what needed to be done. There wasn't this hand motion in all of this. So if guest number three on this side at the dinner needed water, they would just look. And as a result of the servant being so attentive to the master, they would bring the water. God said, I need you to be so attentive to me wherever you are that I don't have to do all this talking you watching my gaze. You're watching my face. You're seeing where I am. And you know what I want you to deal with. Some things we put our hands on, he didn't say touch. It can be a legitimate need, but it's just not your assignment. And that's how we get in trouble. So he said, humble yourselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Turn away from, it means to retreat from your bad and displeasing customs. These are habits. This is the way you do things. You just nasty and everybody knows it. You know what I'm talking This is a, when he says turn from your wicked ways. Ways there where we get our work, where we get course of life, meaning our mode of operation, our modus operandi. This is how we do things. So he says, I need you to turn from that. You can change. Look at somebody and say, you can change. Now, I submit to you that all of these go together. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, pray, Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. H-P-S-T. Humble, pray, seek, turn. Humble, pray, seek, turn. Say it with me. Humble, pray, seek, turn. Now, what I submit to you, because I told you God wants to hear and act because of his people. If you don't see him hearing and acting, this is your checklist. This is your checklist. Come on, say, this is my checklist. Hum, have I humbled myself? Humble, have, have I sought the Lord? Have I prayed? Have, have, have I humbled myself? Have I prayed? Have I sought the Lord? Have I turned? Is there something in my life, something that's going on in me that I need to turn away from? And he said, this is, this is, this is the result. 
after you do this, because the first word in the verse is if, and here's the one, if then, if then, if then, this is conditional. If you do this, he says then, I will hear. I'm going to give you the attention on the subject matter that you've been talking to me about. I'm going to hear from heaven. And then he said, not only am I going to hear from heaven, but he said, I am going to forgive their sin. I'm going to pardon you. I'm going to Make it so that you have right standing with me. You and I are okay now. I'm going to forgive you. Israel went through this cycle over and over again. When you look at the book of Judges, every man was doing what was right in his own eyes. They would, <laughs> they would sin, be ca- uh, uh, they would face an enemy, and then somebody would come in take, and they would be oppressed. After the oppression, they cry out to God. God would hear them and return them back to their land, be in right standing with them. Then they would sin. Then what would happen is this. They would have an enemy come and drive them out the land. And then when they were driven out or dealing with the enemy, they would cry out to God. And after they cried out to God, God would raise up a judge, raise up somebody and, 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 and hear them and, and, and bring them back in right place with him. Then they would sin. And that's the cycle over and over and over. But this is what I don't look too bad at them because it's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Uh huh. What I love about God is this. In the midst of all of that, his mercy was still available for them. And even, listen to me, even in the condition of that separation, meaning that, that place where they were out of right standing with God, when they prayed, God heard them. They had to humble themselves and repent. God would hear them. So let me close this out. God will hear and act because of a person. God will hear and act because of his people. But check this out. And this is sometimes we we miss this. God will hear and act because of the place. We are so individualistic in our thinking that we fail to think about the place. He said, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. And he said what? I'm going to the, heal their land. I'm going to heal the place. Well, wait a minute, Lord. I don't get it. I understand you and the people. I even understand you and the person. But what's the big deal about the place? Why is that so important? He said, 
My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer made in this place. The place is important because, listen to me, there are places that God, they're just simply more conducive to seek God in. In fact, the book of Acts tells us, when I, tells us this. When I do home dedications, I often think about this particular scripture. Acts 17. He has ordained the places that we should live in order that we may, King James says, grope for him, meaning make, seek after him. Hear me. Hear me in this. You can't live just anywhere. You cannot. You, there are places that he's ordained that you be because it's in that place that your connection is going to be good. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you get to that place, it's like, oh, it's on now. There's a peace that comes in the place. Some of you have prematurely left cities. You've left homes. You've left jobs. Don't let turmoil make you think that you're to leave. Sometimes the very place that you are, hear me in this, the very place where you see turmoil is the place that you're to be the peace, you're to bring peace. God has you there. I'm not talking about we pray, oh, God, I just want to be in turmoil all the time. No, 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 no. I'm, you're there as the carrier of peace. So the place is very important. He said, look, I'm going to heal the land. His eyes is open to the prayers that's played in the place. Why? Verse 16, I have chosen and sanctified this house. Come on, say, my house is sanctified. If it's apartment, come on, say it's sanctified. One of the things um, <laughs> that I want to encourage you in is this. Make sure that you have space for God in your house. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about a whole room. Just a place where you, I mean, you can fellowship with him throughout the house. It doesn't matter. I'm not saying, but what I'm getting at is just make sure he's welcome wherever you are. Don't have a place that God's excluded from. And so God wants to hear uh, and act because of the place. He said, I'm going to heal the land. And ladies and gentlemen, if ever we needed our land healed, it's now. Healed means I'm going to mend, I'm going to repair, and I'm going to rebuild it. I'm going to mend it, I'm going to repair it, I'm going to rebuild it. The only way I can mend, repair, and rebuild if my people will call by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I can act. I can act. I told you last week that we had the opportunity to go to, um, it was a global leadership summit that was, um, it was wonderful. Um, we had the opportunity to hear this testimony. When the Rwandan genocide was happening in 1994, killing um, nearly a million people, 
including her family. And forgive me if I do not pronounce her name correctly, but it's Immaculate Ilabagiza. And that's what I'm going to call it. She prayed for God's protection. Her father had sent her to the neighbor's house, and the neighbor put her in a three-by-four bathroom. She was there alone, then all of a sudden, somebody else came. Somebody else came. Eventually, there were seven other, there were seven other women in this bathroom. She prayed, God, please, keep me, protect me. And ladies and gentlemen, God Almighty protected her simply because she prayed. And when you understand her testimony, you begin seeing the power of prayer and what it is we are called to. I'm telling you, God will hear and act. Because you pray. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.